Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In honor of reaching 1 million downloads, and again, I thank you for tuning in and allowing me to reach this milestone. It would not have happened without the dedicated listeners. I'm going to continue the best of with Rudy Stankowicz, and it wouldn't be a best of without Rudy. He has his own podcast now, the Talking Pool Podcast. I was recently on his show, and he's really a good guy at heart, and he can be a little rough around the edges. But I think that's just his how he portrays himself to give himself a little bit of an image in the industry. But down, he's very down to earth and he has a big heart. And he really cares about the pool industry and the pool pros that are in the industry itself. So I'm going to touch on a few things here that with Rudy. When I first interviewed him a couple of years ago, and we're going to go over some common myths in the pool industry. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And so the first myth we're going to tackle is can you lower pH and lower the pH without lowering the alkalinity? As you pour the acid or have a method of pouring the acid in the pool to do that. And then the other myth that we're going to tackle is, is a salt water pool, a chlorine pool. So Rudy will unpack this for you here. And I think he does a great job with both of these myths of dispelling them. If you pour acid in a pool a certain way, you can lower the pH without without lowering the alkalinity. And I've heard different theories on this. And this is promoted by a lot of guys out there still, I think that you can lower pH without lowering alkalinity by how you pour the acid in the pool. And I'm sure you can debunk that. Well, it has been. I mean, it's, it's not only has it been around for a long time, it's something that I believed for a long time as well. I mean, there's a lot of um, things that are out there, pool um, folklore, if you will. Um, this chlorine lock, um, I can go on, but um, we have to take a look at, pH and total alkalinity to understand exactly what happens when we add acid. And what is, just for example, David, what does pH stand for? Basically, and even that they go back and forth on. Really, yeah. what, what it stands for is the power of hydrogen. Yeah. pH stands for power of hydrogen, right? So pH is actually the measurement of hydrogen activity in the body of water measured in the converse. And I say in the converse because it's kind of backwards. A high pH would mean less activity. A low pH would be more activity, right? So the lower the pH, the greater the activity or the greater the hydrogen activity, the lower the pH. So that's what pH stands for. So muriatic acid is hydrochloric acid. And as a formula, it's written out HCl, right? So we know Cl stands for chloride, and the H, that's hydrogen. When I add muriatic acid to the water, no matter how I add it, whether I broadcast it 
where I pour it all into one spot, the hydrochloric acid dissociates into chloride and hydrogen. So every time I add muriatic acid, I am adding hydrogen to the water. How can you add hydrogen to the water and not affect the power of hydrogen? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So it's, it's not, there's going to be more hydrogen activity with the more hydrogen that you add, which means there's going to be a drop in the pH. Now, on the other end of that, with the total alkalinity, total alkalinity, we know is basically the water's ability to resist a change in pH, right? Buffer, buffer right? Yeah. So, and total alkalinity is the measurement of carbonates, bicarbonates, hydroxides, and cyanuric ions is, is what it is if you're using cyanuric acid. But when we add muriatic acid to that water, again, it dissociates into hydrogen and chloride. But what happens then is those things that make up total alkalinity, those form a new compound with the hydrogen, or they actually go through changes and you get a whole new equation with, when the hydrogen's added, and they become something different. So does the hydrogen. So for example, if I add hydrochloric acid to sodium bicarbonate, what I get from that is carbon dioxide, water, and salt. But I used up that bicarbonate as well. So that means there's less of it, which means then the total alkalinity will also go down. Even if you look at your total alkalinity test, right? The one we do in the test kit where we swirl and we add the drops, mm -hmm. those first two drops, we know that's a chlorine neutralizer because the total alkalinity test is a little bit more susceptible to some of the effects of chlorine than some of the other tests. But then we add the five drops of the total alkalinity indicator, which is exactly what that is. If the solution turns green, we know there is total alkalinity. And if it turns that salmon pink color, we know there's none, right? So we get green and then we take reagent R009, which is out of, you know, sulfuric acid, which is what it is, sulfuric acid. And then I count the drops until the green turns to pink, indicating that I've destroyed the total alkalinity in the sample. Well, here's what we're really doing. I mean, because it's not so much that we're eliminating total alkalinity. I mean, we are. But what we're doing with those drops is we're counting how many drops it takes to lower the pH of that solution to 4.2. And at that point in time, total alkalinity doesn't really exist. And then we measure in um, calcium carbonate um, our parts per million, which gave us the total alkalinity. So even in that test, the total alkalinity test, the goal is to lower pH with acid to figure out what our total alkalinity is. So there's a bunch of different that go on. Um, Q Hales and the folks at OnBalance, they've done some uh, research where they actually dyed the muriatic acid. I think they actually used phenol red to dye it and then they filmed it underwater and you watch the whole process. So it's really pretty interesting. And what they found is that, well, we know acid is heavier than water, right? So it does sink to the bottom, but it sits there. Mm -hmm. So unless your pool is circulating, unless you brush or something along those lines, you run a real risk of damaging your plaster in that area where you poured it in. And not for really much more benefit, because whether you broadcast it or pour it into one spot, you're going to lower the pH the same. You're going to lower the total alkalinity the same. You can't really lower one without lowering the other with one exception. And what is that? See, that was a cliffhanger, David. <laughs>
<laughs> well, the exception there would be carbon dioxide. So a lot of large facilities you'll see, but even some smaller ones use CO2 um, injection. So when you inject CO2 into the water, carbon dioxide, it becomes carbonic acid, which is a weak acid, but in a a, a feed, continuous feed system, it does effectively lower the pH, but that is the one means of lowering the pH that will actually increase the total alkalinity. Huh. They will eventually get to a point, and, and this is important because if you have any type of a facility where you have a lot of turbulence, um, like a spa or a pool with a grotto fall, or gosh, one of those, um, you ever see those flow riders, the continuous surf machines they have mm -hmm. on ships? and stuff a lot, anything like that. So when you create turbulence in the water, what happens is the aqueous carbon dioxide in the water will outgas. And when that occurs, you'll get an increase in pH. Now, turbulence, or sometimes we say aeration, turbulence though is the only mean, it's really the turbulence that the aeration creates that makes this occur. Turbulence is the only means of increasing pH that will not increase the total alkalinity. So it actually stays still. So what happens then in a pool, and I know they're not going to be even, but if my pH goes up due to aeration and my total alkalinity doesn't, when I add acid, it lowers them both. Then my pH goes up to aeration and my total alkalinity continually goes downward. So in that scenario, using carbon dioxide, which will lower the pH but increase the total alkalinity, you get a little bit more balance that way. Or you could just maintain a lower target total alkalinity to start with, and then that would lessen the impact of the pH going up. So let's say there's a pool with the alkalinity of 180 or 200. You're trying to lower it down by just putting large amounts of acid in there. And so you're saying that it, you can raise the pH up using your water feature, put the spa jets on or something. Even and, better. I have a better okay. answer. Is this... <laughs> If this is a residential pool, and I hate to cut you off, but I know where you're yeah. going, so I'm just going to take over. So if this, if this is a residential pool where you have return jets in the walls, this is an ideal situation. So I have a total alkalinity that's too high and my pH isn't. So your concern is the acid we add is going to lower both, and now my pH is in the toilet, right? So what we would do in that scenario is I would lower my total alkalinity with the acid, and then I would use aeration to increase the pH. So I get my total alkalinity to where I want it, 80 parts per million, 90 parts per million, whatever. I get it to that point. Now my pH is low. So not everybody has a blower on their pool. Not everybody has a grotto or things along those lines. But we do have through-the-wall return jets. And I've done this on my own pool. So what I did was I took my, my pH in my pool tends to run at 7. If left to its own accord, that's where it is. It's just at 7. And that could be because of some type of tree or something I have in my yard that uh, pine trees the needles tend to be very acidic when they're green, so that can play a factor. So what I did was I took one of the eyeball jets and I loosened the collar and I aimed the jet toward the surface so it would create that ripple in front of the jet. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You picture. So that ripple, within two days, it took my pH from 7 to 7.6. So, okay, so <laughs> UPS guy, dogs, oh. One thing about Zoom and, and these meetings that my dogs haven't gotten used to just yet. But anyway, so I aimed the return jet up. The turbulence that that created caused the aqueous carbon dioxide to outgas, which then caused an increase in pH, which brought it up. And then you can just adjust it either back down or you could go with, I mean, not everybody has pine trees in their yard. So you could go with some other type of buffer like um, borates, for example. Mm -hmm. That would then help to keep your pH from um, drifting upwards. So that's also a buffer. Total alkalinity prevents from a downward drift. Borates will 
or against an upward drift. And then you can kind of get it to stop about where you want it to. And then I guess we'll touch on the last thing here in saltwater pools. I get this a lot. You know, I have a saltwater pool, and so I love it because I don't have to use chlorine. You know, and even pool guys don't understand that a saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. Um, it's the biggest it's, myth in the industry. Yeah. Right. So I, I hear a lot of pool guys selling, and even pool store employees would be like, "Hey, why don't you do salt water because you you eliminate the chlorine?" And um, you know, that that's just one of those things that I don't think we can ever eliminate that myth. It seems to be so deeply entrenched now that. And I don't know why. I mean, I don't know. Did we drop the ball? Did we not explain it well enough? I mean, because really the. The homeowners must have got this from somewhere. So I wonder if it happened. I mean, I don't know. I don't mean me and you personally, but I mean, as a whole, um, I try to explain it to folks. And, and, and it, it, there is a bunch of chemical processes that occur. I mean, when you add salt to water, right, salt is NaCl. So when you add that to water, it dissociates into Na and Cl, Cl being chloride. And then as that passes through the cell, um, there's electrically charged plates in there, an anode and a cathode, and that um, every, the Cl, right, becomes Cl2. So it takes two chlorides, you get the Cl2, and Cl2 is actually chlorine gas, and then that's what passes through the other side. So in comes the Cl negative, which is chloride, out the other side comes Cl2, which is chlorine gas. And the cool thing is, is it goes back to chloride eventually, and you can reuse it, reuse it, reuse it. But that's where the confusion happens even with the the ph um due to the systems i mean one of the other things that occurs in there is water is also subject to um you know electrolysis so there's reactions there as well but then you also get hydrogen bubbling off and the hydrogen bubbling off will also lead to an increase in your ph we spoke about that from turbulence of the, that the bubbles create and um <clears throat> That's a lot of a lot of folks will just think that salt has a high pH and it doesn't actually salt is neutral as far as pH is concerned. And I mean, that's something that anybody can easily test. Just take some salt from their kitchen and put it in some water and see what effect it has on the pH. It's not going to it's it's only going to pull it toward neutral of anything. And where is that where your starting point is? Yeah, you're right. That is something that's that's. Um, commonly thought is that I don't have chlorine because I use a salt water pool, but realistically that person that owns that pool, not only do they use chlorine, but they are a chlorine manufacturer. Mm -hmm. Really what it comes down to. Yeah. If you have, like I have the true clear cell and when I called Jandy on it, they told me in order for you to see if your cell is working, look to the clear glass on top and you're going to see bubbles. You'll see air bubbles all the time. And that's what you're talking about, about raising the pH and that is like a little factory making chlorine in that little cell. And the true clear cell is perfect for watching it actually happen. <laughs> so any of, yeah, any of the clear cells that are out there actually enable you to see this. And it is pretty cool because it's something different that you don't normally get to take a look at. One of the things I do in my, um, in, in my advanced class is I actually make a saltwater cell in a small uh, container, which is neat because then you can actually see the process occurring. Um, so that's actually kind of cool. But I mean, it, it, it is neat to watch. And I think that when folks get the inside story, when you know more about the why something happens or how it's happening, it really clicks a little bit more. So I don't know, maybe that's something we need to put the message out more. Um, I don't expect homeowners to know this stuff. I expect them to know their job, you know, right? If I'm taking care of a lawyer's pool, I expect him to be good at law. It's my job to teach him that a saltwater pool produces chlorine.
And of course, if you're looking for more podcasts that I record with Rudy, you could go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com, click on the podcast icon in the banner, and then in the search box, just type in Rudy, and then the other podcast that I record will pop up there. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer.com backslash pool guy again that's get skimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app